You're listening to The Unlearned, challenging everything you thought you knew about God. Some of my most profound moments took place in my childhood. My father, who was born and raised in Metter, Georgia, eventually moved up to Bridgeport, Connecticut, where he met and married my mother. It was there that I was born. Several times during my adolescent years, I would come down to Metter and spend the summer with my grandparents. It was there that I learned a lot of important things about life. It was there that I first encountered the herd mentality. My grandfather owned a lot of land and a lot of livestock, and he would allow me to feed the cows on occasion. And I remember after feeding them, they would just stand there and stare at me for it seemed like forever, until eventually one moved. And when one moved, they all moved. It was there that I learned about seed time and harvest, reaping and sowing. I would watch him plant. I would watch it grow. Then I would watch him harvest what he had planted. And it was there that I had my first personal encounter with Jesus. I was helping my grandmother cook and she had me cutting up some vegetables and I accidentally slipped the index finger on my left hand. I immediately grabbed it screaming and crying and ran into the living room. And while I was holding it, I heard a soft voice say, touch your finger. When I looked at it, the cut was healed. And when I touched it, there was no more pain. That was one of the most profound moments in my life that God would speak to me on a personal level. And the majority of the moments that pivot our lives are those personal ones with God. Corporate encounters are great, but we should long for personal encounters with Him. It was a personal encounter that changed Moses' life. It was a personal encounter that changed Gideon's life. A personal encounter changed Jacob's name to Israel. And a personal encounter changed Saul's name to Paul. There are some of us that only know God on a corporate level, which makes it hard to maintain a productive relationship with Him. And I would be weary of anyone who promotes corporate relationship over personal relationship. Psalms 91 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In Revelations 2, Jesus said, I will give you a name that only you and I will know. As in any healthy and long-lasting relationship, the most bonding, the most loving, and the most intimate moments are those ones spent alone. We live in a society where activity is the king of the day. The more you do, the more you succeed. Consequently, we develop a guilt trip about being quiet and still. We detest being alone so much that we develop unhealthy relationships. The scripture says, be still and know that I am God. You see, it's in those intimate moments that God shows you things specifically for you. Matthew 6 says, but when you pray, enter into your closet. And when you shut the door, pray to your heavenly father, which is in secret. And your father, which sees you in secret, will reward you openly. Could it be that some of those prayers that are prayed in church should be the ones that are prayed in the closet? Hmm. God is the one that invented intimacy. He longs for one-on-one -on -one time with us. We should long for it too. Revelation 3 says, 
I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Stop relying on what other people say about Jesus. Find out what he's saying to you. Jesus asked Peter, who do people say that I am? But then he asked him personally, who do you say that I am? It's interesting to note that what the others said about Jesus was wrong, but what Peter said about him was right. Get to know Jesus personally. Until next time on The Unlearned.